Welcome to episode 6 of the Collective Hobby Podcast. Today we talk about music and video games, so stay tuned. You collect video games, and you collect trading card games. Welcome to your new home, and welcome to one of the most unique podcasts ever. This is the Collecta Hobby Podcast. We've been collecting for years, and we're up to date on all the latest trends in the hobby. Our website, collectahobby.com, is a social network for collectors made by collectors made by collectors for collectors. Welcome to your new family. This is the Collecta Hobby Podcast. And now, your expert hosts. Hector and Rich. Let's get this party started. What? what? Sounds fun. Wear your helmets. Today we're going to be talking about music. So Rich, when you think of a video game, there's certain music that's associated with that game. In your mind, which video game are you thinking of and what music are you thinking of with it? Wow. There's so many different games, starting from Atari all the way to present day. But I'm going to start with Donkey Kong Country. I know we both like the game. When I think of Donkey Kong Country, I immediately think of that intro from Donkey Kong Country 1. The doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo-doo. The classic one. That's the one that I think everyone thinks about. I don't know. I could be wrong. What about you? You think I'm on the right page there? We have to talk about Donkey Country 2 and its music. Because I think every single song beats out any of the songs in Donkey Kong Country 1. Just throwing it out there right now. I mean, it's really not fair to compare Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. I think we both agree that 2 had the superior soundtrack. But for me personally, 1 holds more nostalgia value. Even though I played both when I was a kid. But I can honestly say, nostalgia aside, 2 had the better soundtrack. For me, it's all about mind and melancholy. Is that how you say it? Dude, that is the best one. There's a lot of good music in that one, but anytime I think of Donkey Kong Country at all, I think about the music in part two. That one song is really good. That one's great. Everyone mentions Sticker Brush Symphony. Where you're the parrot and you're flying around thorns and stuff. I know that one gets talked about a lot. They actually are always known for their underwater level music. I know in Donkey Kong 1 there was aquatic ambience. And a lot of people like that, myself included. I hate the underwater levels in Donkey Kong games, but the music is just phenomenal. The water levels in any video game is not too much fun. And yeah, I agree. There's so many good music overall between one, two, not as much part three. I mean, there are some in part three, but I think Donkey Kong Country music as a whole were really good. I agree. I know a lot of people mentioned the music being the best part. I don't think you can play those games on mute because you'll be hearing the music in your head. You'll want to turn it up. You'll want to listen to it. I remember playing that game and pausing it and just listening to the music because it was just so good. I feel that, especially for part two, it's a pleasure just playing every single level because every time you go to a new level, they have really classic music. I just think overall they did a great job of music for both of the games. 
Yeah, both were great. I can't think of any for three off the top of my head. I can't either. I feel like after part two, it just set such a high bar that everything was not as great. Maybe just the characters, maybe the music. I don't know what it was, but part three just was not the same. If you survey, I'd say 100 collectors of video games, at least 50 would put Donkey Kong Country 2 in top 10 greatest soundtracks of all time. Out of 100? Yeah, out of 100, at least 50%, maybe. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that, definitely. Another game that I think we should add to the list, since you added one, I'm going to mm -hmm. add Zelda. Now, we could do Zelda as a whole franchise or the whole game series, but for me, it's A Link to the Past, and when you think of A Link to the Past, you're thinking of overworld theme. I love the Dark World theme the most. But overall theme is the one that everyone will probably think of when they think of A Link to the Past or any Zelda game, pretty much. What about you? Yeah, the overworld theme is great because they've remade that in every game. So everyone has an experience with the overworld theme, no matter what game it's from. For you, it's for A Link to the Past. For me, it's actually Link's Awakening, which I don't know if a lot of people have played that game. But when you say Zelda to me, I think of the Ocarina of Time intro, where he's riding on the horse. That to me is the classic. That's the nostalgia. That to me is Zelda. Yeah, I just can't get out of my mind the overall theme or dark world theme. Each one has their own variation, I guess version of it a link to the past to me is just such a classic tune and i think it's the one that's done the best and once again i could be biased that is like my favorite zelda game of all time however something that we didn't mention before with donkey kong they both had really good boss music I would like to talk about that some other episode as well, just about boss music itself, because there's so many games that have boss music that is just classic. Oh yeah, the boss music, that's the grand finale. You play the whole game to get there, so it better be epic. But let me ask you something. So I think of a reoccurring theme is going to be a lot of these songs and jingles and whatever are going to be in our minds, and they're going to be at the beginning of the game, either the first level or the opening intro. How long into the game does it take for people to get to the Dark World theme in A Link to the Past? You really not could get there to get the mirror. So once you get the mirror, that's when you reflect into the Dark World. Is it an hour into the game, 40 minutes of the game, until you get to that part, usually? I know when I was a kid, I played a lot of games, and I didn't even get 20% through them. So all my memories of the music are from the first 20% of the game. So if the song is like later in the game, maybe people won't kind of connect with it as much because they didn't even get to it. There's people who cheat their way through, so I really can't <laughs> say that it'll be 45 minutes, but I would say it's a little while. I think if I remember correctly, there's one part towards the beginning of the game that you sort of see the dark world and you hear it for the first time, but you can't do much because there's these wooden blocks are in your way and you can't really do anything till you get the hammer later on in the game to break it down so you can get past that section. I already know how to beat the game the quickest way that I don't go to those scenes just to see something that I'm going to be blocked at. So I don't even remember. I would say 40 minutes or so until you really get to the dark world, but it could be quicker. Yeah. So what's the next game that you would think of? I'm going to group them together but they're different, but I'm going to go with the Final Fantasy and then Chrono series. Both amazing music, 
you've got the main theme, you've got one winged angel. I think personally, I know not a lot of people are going to agree with me, but Final Fantasy VIII, I think, had outstanding music, even though the game wasn't well liked. I loved the Wait, the I think your I think your mic was breaking up. Did you say seven? Is that what you meant to say? Final oh, Fantasy it's seven? funny because I actually did say seven. Yeah, you're right. I didn't oh. say eight at all. But Final Fantasy VIII, I thought, had great music. Obviously, everyone's going to say seven. Everyone's going to say six. People are going to say ten. But when think... you say six, do you mean three? For Japan or or Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo. I guess I was thinking of Final Fantasy six on the Game Boy Advance. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it, but the opera song from Final Fantasy three is just like amazing. Everyone loves it. It comes with the genre game, right? I think that type of game, it's really always good music that's associated with it because you're going to be walking around a lot. The thing that's going to grab your attention is going to be the music. That's usually why those games have good music. Yeah, you're spending lots of time walking around. The battles are epic. Like you mentioned previously, there's huge boss fights. There's lots of boss music, boss themes. But even the calm sections where you're sitting by an ocean and having dialogue with another character, there seems to be a song for every mood and everything that's happening, which is nice. It's not like there's one generic song playing throughout the whole time. It changes. I know in Chrono Cross, there's the overworld theme. And then when you go into the other world, there's that theme. And they're both very different. Yeah, I feel like they sort of did the same thing. Remember a game that I just mentioned previously that has an overworld theme? I feel mm -hmm. like all these have overworld themes and then, oh, there's a dark world theme too. That's usually how they do it. So when I say Final Fantasy, what song comes to your head? Like immediately? Is it One Winged Angel? Is it the battle theme? I don't really have one song that I think of, but if I do, it's going to be from Seven. So I think that all or any song that people associate to Final Fantasy in general will be from Seven. That's just my opinion, because I know a lot of people have not played other ones, but most people did not skip out on Seven. I think the PlayStation console time period was the time where a lot of people started gaming. It was one of those things by that time period, it was no longer a fad to play video games. It was actually things that people did. And I think that during that time period, it will associate to a lot of games. And I would think Final Fantasy VII and their music will be the things people think of. Yeah, I know a lot of people started Final Fantasy VII and it was a huge console seller. Everyone bought PlayStation to play Final Fantasy. And then obviously other games that may or may not be mentioned later on this list. The thing with Final Fantasy is that it just seems so grandiose in scale. It seems so massive. It's got like professional composers behind it, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's something that they actually spent money on to make sure that they had the music that's entertaining. Because like I said before, like those type of games, the music adds to the intensity of the game. So if it's a scene that's supposed to be a very dramatic, they're going to make sure that they put dramatic music on it. When I mentioned before about Final Fantasy VII being the one that everyone thinks of, I have to clarify North America. Because if you're talking about Japanese, that's not fair because they had all the Final Fantasy in the beginning and they would probably associate more to probably Final Fantasy III. That's their music that they will think of. So for us in North America, you would definitely think of Final Fantasy VII. I would agree. I would have to agree with that. What about Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross music? I know the Chrono Trigger music is always 
highly regarded. Everyone loves it. I would say Chrono Trigger. I think that's one of the ones that a lot of people played when Chrono Trigger was out for Super Nintendo. I think that, believe it or not, Chrono Cross, I don't think was played as much as Chrono Trigger. And I'm not saying anything bad about Chrono Cross. I would just think if someone had to choose the best music, they'll probably associate it more to Super Nintendo version just because that's what they remember more. A lot of people I know skipped over Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross Dreams of the Shore Near Another World is just, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's like the most calming song I've ever heard. It's usually part two of a series that always has the best music. For some reason, it just works out that way, that they usually have the best music throughout the whole series. So another game is no exception to that rule. I'm going to say Mega Man 2. And when you think of Mega Man 2 to me, I think of Dr. Wily's stage. Going back to what I mentioned before about there's certain boss levels that have good music. Mega Man 2 is one of those things that each one has a boss stage and like they all change up the music. But no matter what, I just think Dr. Wily's stage is the one that everyone thinks of when they think of Mega Man 2. You could think of any other game, Mega Man 1 through, I guess, let's just say 1 through 6. We're going to stick to NES versions. But Mega Man 2, hands down, has the best soundtrack. If you even narrow it down even more, you would probably say Dr. Wily's stage. And I know I'm taking a long shot out of that, but if you ask a lot of people, I would say Dr. Wily's stage for Mega Man 2. Yeah, I don't even know another song that would even compare to it. I would agree with that. Dr. Wily's stage was really popular. And wasn't it like almost a meme for a while? I know that they made one of the video game pages back in the day made like a Dr. Wily song and they like put lyrics to it. I don't know if you remember that, but it happened. And I, I think of that all the time. But yeah, I'd agree with Dr. Wily. I just think that Dr. Wily stages, so many people just remember is just iconic. And the funny thing is, when you think about Mega Man 2, I don't even think Mega Man 2 is the best game in the whole series. In 1 through 6, at least, for Nintendo. I don't even think it's the best mechanically done, right? Because it wasn't until, like, Mega Man 3 or 4 when they started doing the real moves. Like, when he had his full moveset. He didn't even have the best moves from Mega Man in Mega Man 2. It's just that the music made that game. In fact, that's probably the easiest version of Mega Man. Between 1 through 6, Mega Man 2 is the easiest game. But it's just the music that made the game. I wonder what makes the music from Dr. Wily stand out over the other music from Mega Man, because there's so much music in that series. I don't know, maybe it's just like the upbeat, quick. Like, upbeat, and it's also, that's the guy, right? That's the boss, right? Or that's the main person that started all this, Dr. Wily. So I think that's why people associate with the main enemy. Yeah. No, Mega Man was definitely a good game, but I think it was elevated by the music 100%. Yeah, I, Mega Man 2, at least, because I honestly think that the best one in the whole series for the NES would be Mega Man 5. I think that's when it really started to get good. I think Mega Man 5 is probably the best. It still had decent music, but it, it focused on the gameplay and, and you had every move set by then. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the most sought after one? Is number five? Or was that a while ago? One and five are the most expensive ones, and five is the most expensive. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah, it makes sense if the best game is actually the most expensive. Oh, doesn't really. <laughs> now when it comes to Nintendo games, especially, we know that rule. It could be the worst game ever that's just worth the most money. All right, so what else, Rich? What, what other games do you think of that has really good music? Nostalgic music is definitely Pokemon Red and Blue. It's not going to be your Dr. Wily's or Donkey Kong Country 2. When I hear that music now, like, it just all comes flooding back. Viridian City. 
Viridian Forest. Pallet Town. Even the battle themes, it's just the music from Pokemon Red and Blue. For some reason, I could listen to that now and just remember even Lavender Town. So let me ask you, what game would you say would be like my Pokemon? So like for me, Pokemon, not the best music, but the music just brings back the nostalgia for you. So, I don't know, that's rough. So you're saying out of all the games that you have on your list, that's the game that brings the most nostalgia? That or Donkey Kong, yeah. There's only one game that surpasses that. And that, to me, will be a whole series, Metal Gear Solid, for PlayStation. As soon as I hear the main theme for Metal Gear Solid, I'm ready to go back and pull out the game and play the whole game. When I hear that whole tune, and it's so classic for me. And the funny thing is, they had to get rid of that song because they copied off someone else when they made a song. And a lot of people don't know that that's why the song disappeared and wasn't on like part three or part four, is because they had to get rid of it for copyright issues. It's just funny to me that my favorite song comes from my favorite game as well, and that's Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid has fantastic music i remember metal gear solid one when you beat the spoiler alert guys but when you beat the game and the credits roll the best is yet to come starts playing and it's in that other language and then it shows like alaska with all the polar bears and stuff like next level can't be matched i also think it's unfair when you think of it because that's when games start to have cutscenes. metal gear solid started that cutscene thing for the most part because you felt like you were the hero in a big action movie that's just what metal gear solid was all about and the music helped add to it when they wanted to make it more suspenseful they'll put in different music on there and it really made you feel like you have to rush through this oh they're all after me the guards saw me i have to run like everything about the music added to the suspense in the game when you get uh, spotted and then you hear that and you see the exclamation point over the guard's head and then the music starts going and then you're trying to hide for the timer to go down that's the main song dun 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 Dun, 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 dun. that's how it goes and that song goes off and like you're just waiting for a while and then like the clear part goes off and then you just sit there and say oh it's all clear it's funny if you think about it the way the music just stops and they're like up oh, all clear now and the guard's like okay let's just forget about that let's walk around let's go back to our positions but that was actually a really clever game design where it taught the player when you're being searched for and when you're not. The thing is, back in the day, so it's a little bit years ago, when I was in school, I was doing software development and game software development. This one part, they used Metal Gear Solid 2 to, to teach us like how good that level design is for Metal Gear Solid 2. The reason why is because they added a brand new AI to the game. When you're creating a video game, there are certain points where a guard will patrol. And they have a patrol point. You go to point A, to point B, to point C, back to point A. Metal Gear Solid 2, it actually changes depending on if the guard spots you. He then moves his route, and while the rest of them are going to their points, he changes his point now. So he has a new point to guard because you change his strategy up. Now he expects there may be someone there. So that's something people didn't really catch in the game, but it actually switched up the AI. And then, of course, they kept improving it throughout the years. But that's something that changed the way games were as well because they added a better AI technology. 
So that's something I learned, artificial intelligence for game software development. I know it's off topic, but I thought that was a pretty cool thing since you mentioned that about the guards and how they added that technology in the game. No, that's really interesting because I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 2, having the guards go from A to B and then you're walking too loud or you knock the door and they break their route and then they come out of their A to B route and then you can hide or do whatever or knock them out. But yeah, you're right. No, it, I think that was the first game, right? To do that? that for, for that style AI, yes. Because everything else was always that Pac-Man design. And I know it's weird to compare it, but that's how it is. Pac-Man's a perfect example of how AI worked in the beginning. And that's because the ghosts always have a specific route. There, yeah. There's people that could get perfect games in Pac-Man. It's because they just memorize what the ghosts are allowed to do. There's certain specific rules that they're allowed to do, and they have to follow that path. And they can't break away from it. So if, as long as you stay within those paths, you could always technically beat the game. Like, I just remember one was passive and then one was super aggressive. I think the pink one was like super aggressive and take the shortest path to you. Yep. And they all like, have their own rule sets and paths and all. I know we're going off track, but that's something in case you guys want to know out there. That's something that is done. And that's how games were in the past. They all had specific paths that they're supposed to not break away from. And as games improved, it just changed. And I'm not saying Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first game to do it. I just know that they developed that type AI and they use it successfully in the game. And speaking of Pac-Man, like the music in Pac-Man was great. Like the everyone knows the... I'm not going to do the rest. You know that song. <laughs> no, I'm going to dub it over with the actual... Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear the rich version? No, I'm probably going to leave that part in just so people can hear how horrible it sounds compared to the original. <laughs> but yeah, Pac-Man had classic music. But the thing is with Pac-Man, it's like the music changed for obvious reasons, right? Because when it was switched over to Atari, it can't sound exactly the same way as it did in the arcade. But if you're talking about the arcade sound, the arcade sounds classic. When you hear that from a distance, you know it's Pac-Man. And that's sort of like what you were talking about before when you mentioned how far into a game do you have to get for someone to associate the music to that game. A lot of the times, it is just the start menu. It's just the character select screen or whatever it is. In the very beginning of the game, that's usually the song people remember over and over again for that game. Oh, definitely. And when it comes to Pac-Man, like when I hear the Pac-Man theme or opening, I not only think Pac-Man, but I think arcades in general, like going to an arcade back in the 90s where there were all these machines, there were all these different noises and you'd hear Pac-Man over here and Galaga over there and a bunch of other games. Oh, absolutely. When I think of Pac-Man, I'm thinking about arcades and like the sound of that in arcades just brings back so much nostalgia. You remember Street Fighter theme songs? If we're going to talk about Street Fighter, let's just talk about the best theme ever, okay? This is the best theme for Street Fighter in general has to be Ken's theme. Prove me wrong. Guile's theme can go with anything. Have you seen the meme where they put Guile's theme to literally anything? That's true, but Ken's theme is better, man. I'm sorry to tell you. How about we run a poll on the website? If we run a poll, Zangief is going to win this. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Like, 
I would say Ken's theme sounds better. Guile's theme is probably more popular. So maybe you're right. Maybe more people will probably select Guile's theme. I don't know. I say we run a poll because I will laugh if like we'll put Zangief as the third one and Zangief wins. People might just put Zangief to troll us, but <laughs> I think I think people know Ken's theme. They just don't know they know Ken's theme. It's Ken's theme, man. They know Ken's theme. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. I know that Giles' theme is pretty popular, but Ken's theme. What about Ryu's theme? Does anyone even know what that is? Who is Ryu? That's my main, but... <laughs> the, the funny thing is, no one knows Ryu's theme as well as like Giles' theme. I would say Ken's theme too, but no one knows Ryu's theme that well, even though that's the character that like 90% of people use. If you're a new person, you're going to use Ryu every single oh, time. Oh yeah, I've been playing Street Fighter since the late 90s and I still pick <laughs> Ryu as my main. It's kind of funny because like even as Street Fighter 6 is about to come out, it took all the way till Street Fighter 6 for people to get excited because Ken is in the game. Like, Ken has been there, everyone, for a long time. And no one really cared about him whatsoever. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, Ken, you see the way Ken looks now? Ken's in the game. No one cared about Ken. No one gave Ken any credit. It was always about Ryu. Does Akuma have a theme? I'm sure he does. Akuma is just awesome. The movesets for Akuma is great, but theme-wise, I only think that Guile theme, Ken's theme, and even Zangief's theme kind of sounds cool, but th those are only three that I could think of that are actually decent. Yeah. I think you're right. Guile's theme will probably be the one that people will say, hey, that's the one for Street Fighter. Your first opponent, going back to how long you play the game, your first opponent in Street Fighter was always different based on the character you picked, right? I don't even remember. It's been a while. It wasn't random select. No, I guess that's Mortal Kombat did that. Oh, Mortal Kombat was like the random towers. I don't remember. It's been a while. So, yeah, I guess we could agree on Guile. Guile or Ken. One of them. How about this? How about we ask all the listeners to go listen to both, and whichever one speaks to them more about the main theme, vote for that one. And also let us know at collectahobby.com. Actually go there and sign up. It's free. Just post right in show and tell and just tell everyone this is the best theme. Just let us know. And just tell Rich why Ken's theme is better. <laughs> All right, I guess we skipped over a game that pretty much came first when games started to get popular again, and now it has to be Super Mario Brothers. Clearly, there's been a bunch of them that's out there, but anytime someone thinks of Super Mario Brothers, they're thinking of the main theme, the main song, the original. And I think that you ask anyone out there, people that don't even play video games, majority of people know Super Mario Brothers, and they know that theme. I don't even think there's a debate when it comes to Super Mario Brothers, what song people are thinking of. I'm just trying to think of anything that would come even close, and I can't even think of anything. Because there are other popular songs in Super Mario Brothers, even the original. You know, the water theme also has a popular song. I love Dire Dire Docks from Super Mario 64. super nostalgic but when it comes to like how well it's known nothing can even come close to the original theme there are things that come close within the original so if you talk about you're in the castle or you're about to fight bowser from what we know king koopa i don't know who this bowser guy is but for king koopa when you went up against him you know those beats i think that does come close but Let's be real. If you ask anyone, even people that don't play games, they're going to think of the main theme that came in the first Mario. What about the theme when you drop underground in the first level? How's that go? 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jerk. You're making me sing it for everybody. I would say that's number two, right? I remember that stupid show, Jersey Shore. They're making fun of someone. I don't remember the whole details or whatever, but she was wearing denim clothes. And they're like, oh, she's wearing denim. They're like, what? Denim, denim, denim. And they, they kept saying it like that. And they kept using the Mario's tune to describe what she was wearing. And they kept saying denim, denim, denim. And that's all it was. Jersey Shore? It was the Jersey Shore. Denim, denim, denim. What is she wearing? Denim, denim, denim. How did that even relate? They're trying to make fun of her by doing the Super Mario theme saying denim, denim, denim the whole time because she's wearing denim. Okay. I'm sure it would make sense in context. It would. It's funny. You should go see it. Don't watch the show because it has nothing to do with people who are actually in Jersey, but just watch it for that one part. It's actually funny. So Rich, what game are you thinking of with good music? So the next game on my list is actually Shadow of the Colossus. Every song feels epic. Every song feels big. Have you ever played this game? Yeah, well, I think that goes back to what I was mentioned before, where there's certain songs that are needed in a game to help the game. Like you just said, that game is grand. You're going against large enemies. And to match the scale of the enemies, they have intense music to match the intensity of what you're doing in the game. It's all suspenseful because of the music as well. It's not just the enemies. The music's so important in games, and that's one example of a game that would not work without the music. Yeah, it really sets the scene. You know, you get to a boss, and it's just this huge orchestra of music playing, and you're climbing this colossus, and and you're getting thrown off, and you're like, am I going to be able to beat this? It's just... When that game came out, I remember the buzz around it was obviously fighting the bosses but the music that went along with it because it just really set the tone for the whole game yeah it, they just did an amazing job the music in that game that game does a great job at it yeah i feel like the music in a lot of these games that we've mentioned i don't think they would be nearly as iconic if the music was bad these games have the whole package it seems like the gameplay is great the music is phenomenal the story is great and it has a big following and people love it so i think that music is like one of the big key factors to make a great game it's gonna be kind of funny because it doesn't relate to the music that you just mentioned that's like epic music but this is just a classic song right this game will be sonic the hedgehog now we just talked about mario which is nintendo's mascot right so we gotta go with sonic that's sega's mascot it's only right and at green hill zone that stage is the thing that most people think of right away when they think of sonic now there's a bunch of other levels and like i always like the ice stage and things like that. that those are cool music but when you think of that game it has to be green hill zone honestly even though i personally would think of green hill zone when you say sonic music i think a lot of people are going to think of city escape from sonic adventure it's the opening level it's some really cool downhill street snowboarding mini game kind of deal and it's just catchy and i think a lot of people would actually think of that when you say sonic music i don't know man that's a stretch because you're talking about an original sonic game versus sonic adventure i think so man i think a lot of people would pick adventure i'm really curious what people would say well just think about it like this let's do a comparison to the console right so what console did sonic adventure come out on? dreamcast right so compare dreamcast how many people had dreamcast compared to sega genesis 
just comparing the console alone and not to mention the same song was also on game gear so you also have people that played on game gear which i'm not saying game gear so more than dreamcast <laughs> that's not the thing my point is there's so many different platforms where you heard that original sonic the hedgehog song right compared to the song you're talking about to be fair sonic adventure did come out on the gamecube and i know that it had a huge following there and that has city escape it did later but that's what i meant when you associate for sonic i would have to say I would have to say the original. I would agree with the original, but I, I have a feeling people would say City Escape. Even when you hear the original song too, it actually relates to the gameplay. Once again, it's because it's an upbeat song. And the whole purpose of Sonic is you're, you got to go fast, right? You're supposed to run fast throughout the level. That song goes with the character moving quickly. So yeah. I, I think that's the purpose of why they chose a song like that. It's to always relate to the character movement in the game. I don't know, man. That, that's rough. Nothing wrong with that. I actually like that game. But man, there's no way. Not for me, man. Not for me. <laughs> I think we should do a poll on that one as well. The Street Fighter and then Sonic. I'm really curious on both of those, actually. I'm down. I'll definitely put a poll there, but I don't see that. I honestly don't see that one. The other one, I would say, yeah, Gallo's theme will probably win, but we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're not talking about the original Green Hill Zone. I don't know, man. Like that That's going to be a really tough one for you to win on that one. They're going to vote for the music when you're dying underwater, and you have to find a bubble. We're going to do a poll and we're going to put those two songs up and somehow Zangief's theme is going to win. Zangief's going to win favorite Sonic. <laughs> what else, Rich? What other games you got? Since we're going between all the consoles, we've got Nintendo with Mario. We've got Sega with Sonic. It's only fair that we mention Xbox and Halo, right? Or you just talk about the original soundtrack, right? The main? The main Halo one. The... one that everybody knows all these videos of these people singing it in auditoriums and stuff and it's echoing and bouncing off the walls it's just such a iconic song it's almost i would argue and say that song is the theme song of xbox like when you think of yeah. xbox music you think of the halo theme are you thinking that because xbox doesn't have as many games that are classic to it if you're thinking about the original xbox but yeah, I would agree though. I would agree that if you think of any epic music or song at all for the Xbox, it would definitely be the Halo theme. What other music does Xbox, original Xbox have before the Gears of Wars, before Halo 3, before those games? That's funny, the way you said original Xbox, like if every series didn't just have those games anyway. But anyway, oh, I don't want to start a war on that one. I'm just letting you know that it's literally the same thing for every Xbox. It was the same games that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, that, like, the, 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 what are the older ones? The original. The original? You mean the Xbox One or the Xbox, you know, Zero? Xbox version 1.0. Gotcha. The clunky controller Xbox. The big clunky controller. What was the name of it? I don't know why I can't think of it. The actual official name for it, but whatever. It was definitely the most uncomfortable controller ever. I know the other one was called the S. Was it called the Duke? The Duke. There you go. Yeah, because I think the smaller one was called the S. Yeah, it's funny because it was so bad. If you think about it, the Xbox dupe was so bad that they're like, okay, we're going to have to focus on controllers because people hate it so much. And that's why I guess the 360 had probably one of the best controllers ever made is because it was so bad with that dupe. It was such an upgrade. It's so bad because of the Duke, so I don't know. When they made it, they're like, what if we took a Dreamcast controller and just doubled the size? That's what we'll do. 
I don't know. I liked it. I, everyone hated it. Whenever I went to my buddies' houses and we all had to pick controllers, I had no problem using that one. So, didn't bother me. Button layout was what annoyed me. It wasn't the size of the controller; it was just the button layout. It was very annoying. That's another podcast. That's a podcast for another time. Controllers. Okay. We could go on forever about that too. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good one. I would like to talk about controllers. There's so many good controllers that are made, and so many bad ones. That would probably be a good episode on its own, right? But going back on it, like Halo, you're right. I think Halo, out of all these games, is probably associate completely just to xbox like that whole song i don't think there's anything else that i could think of on the xbox and, that, and i'm being serious about that so I, I would definitely agree with you when you said that halo's not just good it's also the main song for the whole xbox not really songs but when i think of like consoles i always think of like their startup you've got your game boy color your game boy advance your dreamcast your gamecube ps1 ps2 like what's your favorite startup Startup, what do you mean? When you turn a console on, it's got startup, like the PlayStations. It has to be Sony PlayStation. If that one, hands down, you'll see me dub that part in, and it's best. Yeah, with the where it's like the white screen and it goes boom, and then the black screen. Because like when you were playing a game as a kid, you knew if you got to the second screen, the game was gonna start, and if you didn't, it wasn't gonna start. So that second part of the screen was like a sigh of relief. The one console I hated with their startup. Don't say it. GameCube. No, I hate that. I hate that stupid tune. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm sorry. It took too long. It just made it feel like it took longer, that annoying tune. Just throwing it out there. Just letting that you know. That was so cool because you could hold down the Z button and get a different tune. You could actually, within that startup screen, that you could hold, like, I think, to the side and then A, and it would bring you into, like, systems menu. I don't know. I knew you were going to I don't know why. I knew you were going to say that. I was so that. annoyed, that tune. All right, well, let's get uh. back to music, okay? Let's get back to music. I got a couple more on my list that I want to mention, okay? So the next one I want to mention, though, has to be Castlevania. Okay. And not, I guess there's two good ones. So I think of Vampire Killer from the NES. I believe before you mentioned off the podcast, you mentioned Super Castlevania, right? Uh And you were thinking of the theme for Simon Belmont. I still think that more people will think of Vampire Killer over Simon Belmont. Yeah, I listened to both of them. I think Simon's theme, just that quick piano in the beginning, I think like in the first eight seconds in or something. I think that's it. I think that's the one people will think of first. Oh no, man. That's another one I had to disagree. So it's good that we have ones that we're disagreeing on. And I think that I would definitely say it will, it will be Vampire Killer. I don't have a lot of experience with the original NES version. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why I'm not saying Vampire Killer. I mean, that could be it. It's iffy. But the thing is, I would think it's one or the other, right? So definitely those two songs, without a doubt, defines Castlevania. Oh, 100%. There may be other songs that are like good, but I think that when you think of Castlevania, those are the two that come to mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I still say NES version. I think of that intro, it just seems like the best version, but you never know. I still like the Super Nintendo version, though. I do like Simon Belmont, but I just think that more people will think Vampire Killer will be the best. Yeah. 
What else? What other games you got? Let's see. I know we're going to disagree on this. On the Nintendo Entertainment System, DuckTales, I think the theme song... And you think of a stage song. So I'm curious as to what the most popular response would be for DuckTales. When we're talking about DuckTales, the video game, we're talking about the moon theme. I think everyone's thinking the moon theme. Anyone that actually played a game thinks of the moon theme. And I don't think this would be a fair poll either, because if you ask people DuckTales, automatically they're going to be thinking of the cartoon. So when you think of the cartoon, you're going to think of the main theme, which mm -hmm. that's obvious. But for the video game itself, you're thinking of the moon level. See, that's interesting because when we were discussing off the podcast and you said DuckTales, even though the DuckTales theme song is in the game, and I would agree with you that strictly video game themes, yes, moon theme is better more people it's more recognizable but when you said ducktales to me i thought of the intro tv series theme song if you say ducktales if someone comes here and be like no it's the original song the main song that's what i think of when i think of the video game i'm gonna be like okay cool sing the song to me because if they sing the song and they do the beats that's off the cartoon then i'm like nope that's the beat on a cartoon because on the NES version, they couldn't hit every note, so they removed some notes. So it sounds slightly different. So that's why I'll be able to tell right away which one you're thinking of. I'll be like, nope, you're thinking of the cartoon. <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> that's all. So does that just mean like, to me personally, when you say DuckTales, I think of the TV show. So does that mean that the TV show to me holds more nostalgia than the game? I would definitely think so. I think for everyone, DuckTales, when you hear that, you're thinking of the TV show. You're not thinking of the game because there's a lot of people that even played the NES version. If you played the game, you would know that the moon theme is what's defined in that game. That's like the most iconic song. But when you talk about DuckTales franchise in general, you're thinking DuckTales cartoon. For me, that's what I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, I wouldn't even argue the fact that the moon theme is like, it became a meme a couple of years ago, right? Because people were like posting videos of things floating away and they put the moon theme there, right? You remember yeah. all those videos? <laughs> Man, so many people did so many memes and other things with the moon theme. But yeah, that is definitely associated to the game. Every single Disney game that was on the NES, especially any Capcom Disney game, tailspin or do the same thing for rescue rangers like you're gonna be thinking of the cartoon and not the actual music from the actual game i can remember all the lion king the hardest game ever made by the way you can go read the blog but i'll argue that till the end of time but the lion king on the super nintendo i remember like the tinny lion king theme song but obviously if you say lion king i'll think of the circle of life and all the classic songs what about don't forget they had aladdin right aladdin aladdin jungle book there you uh, go. Animaniacs, not Disney, but Animaniacs. I remember the like the opening theme. When it comes to those TV adaptations and even movies, because I have some Power Rangers video games, like it really comes down to what held a bigger part of your childhood. Was it the movies or was it the video game? And if it's the movies and the TV show, then that's what's going to come to your mind. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I only have one more game on my list. I would have to say Contra. Very iconic. I think the jungle theme is probably the most recognized song for Contra. And that's pretty much it. I don't even think there's a debate on that. It's probably the most replayed level in video game history, right? 
probably replayed that level and had that song like played over to me about 5,000 times. <laughs> you get to the second level and then it's that weird 2D stage where you're like, Look, running left and right and shooting away from the screen and then you die and then yep, here's the jungle theme again hope you enjoyed it the first time because you're going to listen to it again yeah it's just pretty much how it is it's funny because a lot of games especially nes days people remember those levels because they played it over and over again so all they did was hear the same song over and over again yeah bubble bobble A lot of those really hard NES games, like the Bubble Bob wasn't hard, but like a lot of those really hard NES games, you just kept dying and restarting and you had the first song over and over and over until it became nostalgic eventually. Yeah, man, there's so many good songs. All right, my list is done. What about you? What game do you got? Since we're going to probably end soon, I'm going to mention two songs that they're not like great songs, but they're kind of memorable. In a way, WWF No Mercy on the N64, one of the character select screens, everyone knows what I'm talking about, where it goes, dick diggity dog. Break it, everyone knows that song. And then the DK rap. These aren't amazing songs. They're not going to go down the history of greatest masterpieces, but they're fun songs. They lighten the mood. They're kind of weird, quirky song. I like songs like that in games. They ease tension a little bit, and they're fun. Do you know any songs like that kind of just out of place? Like honorable mention ones, and I'm going to have to throw in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, you know, my I'm going to take you for a ride. I'm going to take you for a ride. <laughs> That yeah. song is so annoying. I dislike <laughs> that song so much. It just didn't seem like it fit in whatsoever in a fighting video game. I always thought that was the most out of place song ever. Didn't they have the Street Fighter theme was really weird as well? The Street Fighter 3 character select screen. It was like an entire rap about selecting your character. There are games that do that, that like the song does not fit in whatsoever with the game, but yet you just remember it. Yeah, it was the music, but Katamari Damacy even had very strange music, like Loco Roco. A lot of these like games that are kind of weird music games, Parappa the Rapper, they're not great songs, but they're fun, and you remember them. I'll always remember the first level in Parappa the Rapper, where you're kick punch it's all in the mind. It just resonates with you, you know? Yeah, man, there's so many songs. All right, we really went overboard this time but there's so many songs i feel like we could go on forever and i know after this podcast i'm gonna be like man we missed so many too they're really good so that's why we're gonna leave it up to you guys people are listening right now let us know if we miss any games that had really good music and mention it to us so what you could do is go to collectahobby.com inside there we actually have forums and there's gonna be a forum for this podcast specifically. And we're gonna make sure we're gonna put on a list there so you guys could actually do polls there as well. And now on top of that, you're gonna let us know music and games that we miss. Let us know in the comments. So that's pretty much it. Rich, do you have anything else you wanna say for this episode? No, that's about it. It's been a lot of fun. I loved going down memory lane and talking about all these old songs. Some of them I haven't even listened to in years, so it was good hearing them again. Definitely check out the website, and I would love to know what you think when you hear Sonic and Street Fighter. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make sure I put all those topics on the website, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So that's pretty much it. See you. See you guys.
You've been listening to the Collecta Hobby Podcast. Hector and Rich have been collecting video games as well as trading card games for years. And they're up to date on everything that has to do with the hobby. For everything you can imagine and need, hit the website at collectahobby.com. You'll find the blog, show and tell, the vault, the forums, and so much more. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time on the Collecta Hobby Podcast.